he got a letter from a company stating that it was time. And what's really sucky here is like they send them all out from Tallahassee. So in Tallahassee is where our state capital is in Florida. So it looks super official, right? And it looks like you totally are about to miss the ball and they make it all almost look like a government document. And they were having him try to do his annual renewal for like 450 bucks. Welcome back to the Give It Gas podcast. I am Travis. And I'm Dylan. And today is going to be um, a very simple, structured, um, how you should structure your business, I guess is the way to do it. We're not going to get into the the super deep technicalities. I'm going to leave a few of them that you could structure off. We're just going to hit the four main basic ones that like your average person that's starting a business could be looking at. So I'm going to start off with, I'm not a lawyer, and neither is Dylan, and we're not financial advisors, either one of those. We're also not accountants. That's in the uh, description, disclaimer. (laughs) (laughs) We're not lawyers, we're not financial advisors, we're not accountants. Um, So do not make a final decision without potentially talking to one of those individuals. But what I am going to do is lay out the basic things of the four, like four major basic structures that you can go. That way, you know, things can start running around in your head a little bit of how you might want to structure your business legally if you haven't already structured your business. So we're going to jump right into the most simple, easiest to set up, lowest cost to set up, and that is a sole proprietorship. So a sole proprietorship is like, you can say, today, I'm going to run a business. (laughs) And that is it. Uh, Some people will do a, a DBA which is essentially a doing business as. And if you, that's really the only way you can kind of claim a sole proprietorship. Um, some states like the state of Florida, you can't file for a sole proprietorship. Um, but with a DBA or something along those lines, you can go open up a separate bank account for your sole proprietorship, which is what I often recommend people do because when it comes to tax time, it'll make your life a whole lot easier. Technically, you can, as a sole proprietor, right, run your finances in and out of your personal bank account. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to track all yeah. those expenses and costs and money. Yeah, yeah, it makes tax time mm-hmm. more of a headache than it should be. Um, here's the one. So that's the pro. Very easy to set up. Um, the lowest cost. DBAs are usually pretty cheap in most states. I know in the, in Florida, it's like 50 bucks. Um, the problem is with the sole proprietorship, you have the most liability at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So you are responsible for all profits, all losses, um, like any debts that it takes on, uh, that you take on, and anything that may happen with either any of your products or any of your services. So um, if, if you you know, are running a, I'm just trying to think of anything here, running a barbershop. And this is probably like, I don't know the full legalities of barbershops. I know they have to be licensed and things like that. But like, say you nick somebody's hair and they sue you, like, or head and they, like, they can sue you personally. That's a really broad, probably stupid example. But like, you can be sued personally for your products or services. Mm -hmm. There is no protection there as a sole proprietorship. Um, and it's also the easiest 
thing to exit. There's nothing to file with the states or with the federal government. You just go, I'm not doing business anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that. So sole proprietorships, um, my accountant personally was telling me because I was thinking about how to um, set up Give It Gas. And he was like, listen, if it's not going to, like if there's not many things that you could have liabilities for, he said, just run it as a sole proprietorship for right now. So like Give It Gas is a prime example of we're just, we have a DBA and we don't have a DBA as Give It Gas. We have a DBA as something else um, and Give It Gas kind of falls up underneath it. Um, But there, there's no, there's no liability at this moment. So for the first like six months to a year before we start kind of stacking on things that could be liability, uh, we're going to leave it as a sole proprietor. So if you're just getting started and you aren't going to have much liability, you might as well just leave it as a sole proprietor. See if you have a business first and go from there. Um, there are obviously things outside of that. You want to set up a dealership or a mechanic shop or things like that. A lot of state licensing that there are state licensing for it. You have to get bonded. You're probably going to have to have an LLC, blah, blah, blah. But like if you just have a random product that you want to sell or you want to see if it can sell mm-hmm. or you're trying to set up like a little e-com shop, um, you don't need to do anything more. Yeah. Sole proprietor is a it's, good, a yeah, good place it's, to It's start. simple and easy. All right. So the next step that you can jump into is an LLC. <clears throat> which is your limited liability, um, which covers what we essentially just said a sole proprietorship doesn't cover. Um, so you have a little bit of protection mm-hmm. to those things. Like they can't come after you as an owner for um, those debts. But what a lot of people don't realize is they kind of can't. So most of the time as a smaller business, I've had to do this a lot. When you start going and opening up accounts, um, most credit cards, most bank accounts, most like vendors, if you're going to like manufacturers to stock your business and whatever, and they give you net terms, um, which net terms are essentially a, a credit line without interest. A lot of times bis- like manufacturers go like, you can order $2,000 worth of product and you have to just pay for it within 30 days. Like they said that. But they make you sign a guarantee that removes that liability that you have. Yeah. Uh, have or should be protected by from a limited liability company like an LLC or even corporations. Um, so at the end of the day, there's still some liability there. I, I think mostly just protects you from random stupid stuff happening and getting sued and hopefully the the whole point is like if somebody were to sue the business they can't sue you personally they can't come after your assets unless there's way to break those veils which i'm not going to get into um but there's things that you can do and it's probably a super gray zone um to show that you weren't operating in that intent to keep that that veil intact um in corporations they literally call it the corporate veil um and then they can kind of come after it. Like if you're using corporate money for your own personal money and blah, 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 you're not trying to keep that that veil intact and then they can come after you for personal assets. It's really hard to prove, but it is possible. Um, here's the thing with limited liability companies, the earnings and losses, they all pass through to the owners. Um, it's a little bit more expensive to set up. Uh, it can be anywhere from, I think, 40 to $500, depending on what state you're in. Every state's different. Uh, and you have to pay self-employment tax on all that. So a lot of people don't realize people who are self-employed have to pay more taxes than what would normally get paid if you were taking a salary 
of some sort from any business or if you set your your business up as a corporation. Self-employment tax is the tax above all the other income taxes that you'd be paying. Uh, so you have to pay those self-employment taxes. Um, the plus side is if you have partners in your LLC, it doesn't all have to be divided equally on those that income and loss. You can have one partner have 20%, one partner get 50%, blah, 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 blah. So uh, this is like the starting area that I would actually recommend. Once you know you kind of have a business, this is like step into that zone of an LLC at the end of the day um, because you get those those liability protections. And mostly it's from getting sued. If you're a baker and you have food poison that like, God forbid, goes out and somebody's cake and everyone gets sick and they try to sue you, they can come after all of your business assets, but they can't come after your home if your home's not tied to your business credit lines and stuff like that. But like, it protects your personal assets. If you're building your own nest egg over here of just your home life, right? you need some protection in case something happens over here. Um, all right, and then the next step is corporations. And there's two different ways that you can do corporations. Um, they're usually more costly to set up, a little bit more costly than LLCs usually, and they're more costly to maintain. There's usually more fees that go into it throughout the year to keep your corporation set up. Um, but what's cool about corporations is they are viewed as their entire own entity. The government literally views a corporation as its own person. It gets its own, what it's called an EIN, which is essentially a social security number, right? So at the end of the day, that corporation is its own living, I'm gonna say living, breathing thing. It's not, but it is. <laughs> like it's not tied to any one of the owners whatsoever, which is in really interesting because let's start with a C corp because that's the one that most people hear about. Like they just, you're automatically kind of get put as a C corp um, when you start as a corporation. Uh, the shareholders, any shareholders that are there own the business at the end of the day. So whereas an LLC and a sole proprietorship are tied, like super tied to their owners, if one dies or one wants to exit, you have to set up a new LLC or that sole proprietorship obviously completely dies. A C corporation, it continues to live on. So matter, no matter who lives, who dies at the end of the day, remember that corporation, it's its own business. So it kind of stays by itself. It continues to run no matter who the shareholders are. Um, the other thing is it allows unlimited number of shareholders. So this is where it gets really interesting and where you hear a lot of like SaaS and tech companies going towards. So if you think you have the next big Facebook in your idea or Uber or whatever, you're and you're going to go try to raise funding in any route, a seed round, um, any rounds whatsoever, really, they're going to look for you to have a C-Corp set up because that's the easiest way for them to fund it. It's the easiest way to move money around. It's the easiest way to divvy up share, like shares, all that stuff. So you're going to have to um, set that up as a C-Corp if you have a tech or SaaS company. Now, let's go back really quickly. You really don't have to do it right up front. Don't waste the money if you don't know that you're gonna have a business. It, it's way too costly to go down that route if you don't even know that you're going to have a business. Um, most angel investors or like the first seed round pass an angel investment. They will set that up for you if it's not already set up. Their structure's there, but you will be heading there really fast. Now, the downfalls of a C-Corp is what's called double taxation, right? 
So, and that's what everyone looks at. This goes back to the whole more expensive to run in general. You get all those pros to it. You get obviously all the coverage of the limited liability behind it. Like shareholders can't be sued if the company gets sued. Like nothing's coming after the shareholders. So it's a way to really protect yourself. But at the end of the day, corporations have to pay income tax separately from any of the owner's taxes. So what will happen is at the end of the year, if a corporation has made any like profit whatsoever, that corporation gets taxed for its profit first, and then all the dividends get pushed out to all the owners, and then those owners have to then pay taxes. So that's where the on all that income. So that's where that double taxation comes from, which makes it very, unless you have a very good accountant that can find losses for you everywhere right and try to keep that number at zero or negative run at a loss rate and again this is a very basic thing you can do that there's things that you can do um, and there's people that are way better at finding those things than i will ever be go talk to your accountant go find a good accountant um you are going to have to pay more taxes it's just flat rate and simple so that leads us into the last one of an s corp at the end of the day. So when you set up a, a corporation, it automatically sets up as a C corp. You get your EIN. You can elect at any point to make it an S corp. I'm pretty sure it's at any point. If it's not, I'm sorry, I messed that up. I know you have at least a few months to a year. Like but you said, we're not lawyers. We're not, we're not lawyers. Financial Things advisors, change constantly. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to give you the basics here of understanding. So um, what's nice about an S corp is all the profits and losses pass through back to the shareholders like an LLC. So if you have a smaller business or like that is you want as a corporation, you don't want as an LLC, you kind of want things to continue to move. You can have the same pros of an LLC um, with those tax advantages of not being double taxed. The issue with an S corp is you can only have a hundred shareholders. So that's why you have to have a C-Corp if you're going to go raise a bunch of funding and try to scale because you'll quickly run out of that 100 shareholders thing. So an S-Corp is really meant for uh, a small business like Millout. For example, Millout as an entity is an S-Corp. So we passed the LLC side. We just went straight to an S-Corp. All the profits and losses pass through down to the few owners that we have here at the end of the year, and then we pay income taxes and on all that. So you'd be saying, well, Travis, why would I not just do an LLC? It's a little bit cheaper and a little bit easier to run over an S-Corp because it's the same advantages, right? Well, an LLC, you don't have that continue, continue, I can't even say it. It doesn't continue. Continuity, is that the right? We'll Something just, like that. We'll just go just, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, it doesn't continue if somebody dies, right? You have yeah. to restructure it. You hear a lot about, um, and I didn't realize this until maybe three or four months ago, um, uh, uh, lawyers, like lawyer partnerships, if they lose a partner, uh, from what I understand, they have to set up an entire new LLC like partnership again. Or you can have just a partnership under a sole proprietorship. That's a whole other thing that I didn't want to get into today. But you have to reset that up when somebody exits. Um, whereas an S-Corp, you just sell those shares to somebody else or you know, the rest of the owners buy it back in. So that's the one reason why you'd want to be an S-Corp. Uh, so the second reason that you'd want to be an S-Corp is that whole self-employment tax. So as an S-Corp, you're going to have to pay out your owners or you can pay out your owners in salaries at the end of the day and you kind of have to there's like a lower limit that like every owner has to take some type of salary but you only have to pay um 
the taxes on what and like how you pay anyone other else's taxes. There is no self-employment tax that gets added into it. And at the end of the year, when those owners take dividends, they only have to pay, I think it's capital gains. I could be messing this up. I'm super sorry if I messed this up, but it goes back to what we said before, but I'm pretty sure it's only capital gains that you have to pay on those dividends. So there's a lot of tax advantage savings by setting up an S corp that way. Um, so yeah, those are the four. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. Um, I, th- I think we got to the main points of what it is and hopefully there's enough for you to go, okay, I'm thinking I need to be this. Maybe I just throw this out to an accountant and double check with them yeah. um, and see what they recommend. And most accountants are either going to recommend an LLC or an escort. It's very simple. Um, my accountant that I use, we're more of a small town. We're not like in Silicon Valley or anything like that. So my accountant, Shalo Tech is set up as a C-Corp and there's some different reasonings behind that why i did that um and that's because i I, honestly the main reason was i wanted to set it up just in case we ever did get funding like heavy funding dumped into it it's a whole lot easier to do Uh, but my accountant told me i am one of three c corps that he manages whatsoever out of hundreds of businesses the rest are usually s corps or llc's so that is mostly where you're going to fall in line you're just going to have to decide if you want to be an llc or if you want to have the tax advantages of an S-Corp, but there's a little bit more operating costs on an S-Corp, more paperwork to do on a regular basis, blah, blah, blah. So S-Corp is more headaches, but more savings just kind of depends. You got to weigh your pros and cons yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Talk to an accountant or talk to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So then we kind of understand uh, where we are on that side. Mm-hmm. How would we go about setting it up? Like what's the best option? Do it online? Go Usually you can find it online. Like what? I could tell you in Florida. I don't know whatever state you're living in. I can't tell you your state. I know in Florida, we have a SunBiz. That's literally what it's called. Um, and you can go right online and you can file it all right online. And then within a few days, they process it all and they send it right back to you. Um, and then you're set up and ready to go. Can't open up a bank account until that's all done. So uh, that's the easiest way to set it up. If you don't want to do it, there's plenty of services out there. Like LegalZoom has it, Rocket Lawyer has it. Everyone's trying to feed you a way to set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can save a lot of money if you're just not afraid to do a little bit of Googling for your state and figure out where your state's website is. Because all these other companies are literally going to do the exact same thing that you can do and probably charge you double the price, right? Yeah. They have to make like money I, somehow. When I was first looking at mine, like I I think I was looking at Rocket Lawyer. Yeah. It was like $150 to do a sole proprietor. I was like... No. <laughs> yeah. When a DBA is 50 bucks. Yeah. And that's all essentially they're going to kind of do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, so, yeah. yeah, do some Googling. I mean, you guys are smart listening. Yeah. If you weren't smart, you wouldn't be listening. Um, <laughs> or you wouldn't be trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So, do some Googling. You can find your state's website. It's really easy. I think in um, like Georgia, for example, you have to file at the county level you can't file at the state level so like everything's a little bit different state by state but some googling will get you there don't pay for one of those services unless you're just super confused and you don't know and more so go find an accountant right off the kick let him like explain to that accountant what you're trying to do he or she and um, they'll probably give you a really good recommendation and if they're a good accountant they'll set it up for you Um, so my accountant sets up not my stuff i just do it myself i don't want to be billed out for it but um, he sets up stuff for other businesses all the time. He'll go in and file all the stuff for you and just make your life super easy. Um, for me in the past, he's just sent me links and said, hey, go fill this in here. And so usually you could do it all online. You don't really have to go 
anywhere. I guess in COVID days, no one wants you to go anywhere anymore. Anyways, on government property, it's really hard to get on government property. So yeah, um, which actually leads us into the next thing. There's going to be a lot of companies that try to scam you through this whole process. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got a barber in this plaza that, um, so in the state of Florida, you have to renew, you have to do like an annual renewal um, that you, you, you can change like who the director is and blah, blah, blah in, in the state of Florida. And you'll get like he got a letter from a company stating that it was time. And what's really sucky here is like they send them all out from Tallahassee. So in Tallahassee is where our state capital is in Florida. So it looks super official. Right. And it looks like you totally are about to miss the ball and they make it all almost look like a government document. And they were having him try to do his annual renewal for like 450 bucks. And the fine, if you don't do it by, I think it's May 1st or May 15th, is like $450. But the way they were structuring it was like, oh, it's it's going to cost you 450 bucks, but we can do it for you for like 300 When in all honesty, when you go on the website and do it yourself, it's like 135 I think. So That's a big difference. They're going to be... Um, there's going to be a lot of people scamming you. Before I got into this store, my mom was paying like $130 a year for a company to send her like the, um, if you've ever had like a part-time job in any business whatsoever, it has all those like workers information placards like all over the, yeah. And it like updates your workers' rights and what minimum wage should be and all that stuff. And she thought this was coming from a legal place and she had to order these. And I'm like, we do have to have them posted, but you can get them off of Amazon for like 20 bucks, right? And they're updated every single year. You don't have to buy them from this company. So, and then I get mail almost like once a week of just a company trying to, when I signed, when I filled out my DBA, I had somebody do it and like, we'll post your DBA into a, a, a newspaper because that's what you need to do. And it's only going to cost you 180 bucks. I can call up a newspaper and probably have a random thing posted for 20 bucks and call it a day. So don't fall for that stuff. Um, double check everything. Don't just assume, because it's scary. When you're setting up a business, it's scary. Um, you're afraid you're missing all kinds of stuff. If And if you're not afraid you're missing all kinds of stuff, you need to check yourself because you're probably missing something, yeah. right? So you need to live in that of like, what could I be missing? How do I need to protect myself? But at the end of the day, they feed on that fear that you could be something wrong. No one wants to end up in handcuffs or with a bunch of fines, right? I really battled this with my FFL. Um, so, like, just double check things. Don't live in fear, um, but double check that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I think right now we're hitting our time limit, but uh, mm-hmm. we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts, we want to encourage you to keep listening, keep watching because uh, we're going to continue to have great content. Um, and for those who are not subscribed to our YouTube channel and maybe listening on a different platform, I encourage you guys to go and check out our YouTube channel. Uh, then you can see our released, beautiful faces. Yeah, yeah. We've released <laughs> uh, what we call the Give It Gas After Hours vlogs, uh, which is pretty much the idea of After Hours is – all the fun that we're having outside of mill out and shalo tech and whatever's happening after five or six o'clock yeah and we're just out having a good time it's a whole work hard play hard thing so yeah. 
during business hours, the podcast, let's work hard. And then we also want to share like, okay, you're working hard. Um, how do you go play? And we're going to go share our playing as well. So that's our after hours. We post that on YouTube. We post these podcasts as well. So definitely check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But I think that's it. So awesome, we'll guys. catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening.